Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is an AFL off-season shitposting podcast. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, you got a highlight of the week past? I mean, there's a couple. Um, primarily, uh, well, everyone knows that we draw a lot of our uh, content from our Reddit personas. Uh, I'd say yours is normally a fairly uh, even-keeled persona, um, not generally too emotive. Yeah, yeah, but, fairly. But you got smashed in the last one for... Uh, Suggesting Gino West should fold. Yep, I believe they should too. Um, I got a text message early, oh, when was it? Wednesday last week, Wednesday morning, from uh, Benny the Tosser, saying that Lockie Tiziani had been delisted, and I said, well, fuck you, you can fold. That club should fold for delisting Lockie Tiziani. There's Shit. no need for that. Hadn't even got a game. Yeah, my, my Reddit account has one post, already shadow banned in uh, sports. <laughs> <laughs> that was your only post for that reason? yep. yep. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a it's a fact that uh, any team that's gotten rid of a North Broken Hill player hasn't got a premiership since. Uh, let's think about it. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's not many premierships that have gone around. So. <laughs> <laughs> but how long have we been championing Lockie Tiziani? It's got to be at least three years. Yeah, I think it is actually three years. Yeah. Um, the year before he was drafted, the year he got drafted, and the two years since. So. Still haven't seen him play yet. No. <laughs> At any level. <laughs> no. I've seen a couple of highlights, I think, of the under 18s. <laughs> well, that puts us in charge of, uh, of the draft, really. So that's about as much as the draft gets. I tipped him to go top 10 in the first draft where he didn't get picked up at all. But yep. uh, I, I certainly nominated him to go top 10 anyway. Yeah. Um, but it was a highlight just seeing you get a bit of a caning because normally I'm the one shooting my mouth off while I'm drunk. But I meant every word of it too. <laughs> but it is funny how some people just, the club. just lose the plot. Yeah, yeah, and some people just don't know um, when one is being serious and one is not. Some people, or some people just really fucking hate Lockie Tiziani. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, those fucking southies. I had never considered that. I had not considered that at all. <laughs> They've nicked fucking laptops and jumped on. Yeah. So, uh, Brenton, you got a highlight from the week past? Um. <clears throat> Yeah, there's probably a couple of things. Uh, well, one little tidbit. I found it funny that um, on Saturday during the Sheffield Shield game. Um, oh, yeah. Who, who was it? Not Shane Watson. Who's the other? Warner. The other, no, it wasn't Warner. He's not playing in Sheffield. Who's the other blonde openers to have? Um, was a pretty... No, Cameron White. Not Cameron White. Yeah. yeah. Uh, requested for a Cox, rate re- Cox Plate replay in between overs. Did he really? <laughs> so they chucked it up on the big screen, an MCG in between overs to put it on there. Fair enough. Uh, Bugger all people at Sheffield anyway. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm not surprised he requested it. I'm just surprised they had somebody on hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they turned on the big screens for Sheffield Shield? <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure, but, I mean, most of those are probably more interesting in the horse racing than what's going on on the field anyway. Definitely, definitely. Um, the other thing was a uh, bit of action in 
UFC and you know sort of one uh, what other organizations a bit <laughs> of a trade off which isn't really a trade but somehow has worked out don't know how organizations can do trades but anyway yeah but the UFC have agreed to drop uh, Demetrius Johnson who's arguably one of the pound for pound best in the world and of all time yeah um, and one have agreed to drop Ben Askren or release them from the contracts so they can swap and jump ship um, but the only thing is there's no contractual obligation for DJ to go to one after he gets um, yeah. dropped by UFC however he has done that but I found it interesting that you just got to put faith in people that you've fucked over for a, for a while <laughs> to actually do what you want them to do it's, it's a very very weird situation I mean Demetrius Johnson has lost one fight in 10 years yeah, yeah. yeah. about that and they're going nah, I can fuck you I'm but sick of yeah. you the funny thing for that is that Dana White came out and said, well, Demetrius Johnson wasn't really respected by fans. Like, mate, (laughs) you fucking set the tone. (laughs) Well, but he bases that purely on buy rates and all that kind of shit, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But you also... I like watching him fight. Yeah, Yeah, and you want to push a fighter sometimes. And I don't think DJ ever really got that push. No. Well, I mean, he he was... You You have a USC marketing department for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I just think he didn't really toe the line of what Dana wanted for that company. He didn't, like, turn in the fight against TJ, um, turn down a rematch yeah. against Cruz. Um, so, yeah, he just wanted to break Anderson's record at flyweight and then move up. Dana was like, well, not going to happen. Yeah, I-, I want the bigger paydays now. If I yep. can't get them from you, I'm get them from someone else. Yeah, exactly, especially with uh, GSP coming back now. By the looks of it, GSP versus uh, Habib. Kalabib, it's going to be a great <laughs> fight, great fight. Yeah, um, Johnny he- Burns coming back end of the year, too. Mm. against Gustafsson yeah, very, very right. soon isn't it yeah. um, and then you've got the uh, Amanda Nunes and Cyborg. the Cyborg yeah and DC and, on the same card and Jeez, my Derek balls Lewis. are hot Lewis <laughs> okay going to be fucking busy for that fight card <laughs> out of all the fights they could have had for the heavyweight division that yeah. one I mean I know he's ranked number two but Thin division. <laughs> <laughs> it's a division that only goes to one. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you're looking at cross-promotion uh, rankings, I think Ryan Bader is number two, so that, that goes to say <laughs> how much is going on in the heavyweight division. Yeah. Well, he's got a fight against Fedor coming up, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Fedor looked uh, pretty decent in his fight against, I mean, it was Chael. Chael. Yeah. yeah. Chael at heavyweight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that rollover move is still shitting me off. But uh, you talked about... I'm going to backpedal here. Cameron yep. White earlier in yep. the cricket. Hear what happened with David Warner. Oh, I did read something about that. I know, know, I've always know, like filtered out cricket news for the last, I don't know, year. You know yeah. how David Warner doesn't mind a sledge or two? Uh, <laughs> he caught one, but it was from Phil Hughes' brother. Yep, playing playing for Ranwick he was. Yeah, and uh, it was one of those ones that apparently stung a bit. And he's like, he had a moment of clarity where he goes, all right, I can give it back to the bloke whose fucking brother died playing cricket or I can just walk. And he, he walked. He, he's playing do-nothing cricket. Yeah. So he's just gone, nah, fuck I'm going to walk off. Unlike your brother. That <laughs> <laughs> would be a bit rough. It could have yeah. been what he said. You never know. Uh, apparently he said, uh, you're a disgrace and you shouldn't be playing cricket at any level. And right. Maybe Davey thought, all right, yeah, I think you're right. And he walked off. Yeah. Well, he did come back and scored 157, but... Well, it was the best thing he could have done at the time, because you're not winning... A sledging comp with that, no, that I, bloke. I think you <laughs> with know, that history. By all the reports, I reckon he did the right thing too. He just went, you know what? This is not going to get any better. I just might remove himself it's from the situation. Unusual amount of forethought from that bloke. Um, what I did uh, find amusing though was uh, I think his wife was on one of the morning shows up there talking about it, and she said, you know, it, it's really we shouldn't be having this. Um, oh, we should be talking more. Not about the incident, but more about it, the 150 you scored. I'm like, this is grade cricket. Yeah, yeah. No one's talking about anything no. that people scored. No, no one's talking yeah. about who kicked 10 goals in C grade. No, exactly. It just doesn't doesn't matter at all. 
But anyway, um, there has been a bit of news um, in the AFL in the last week or so. I did find it interesting um, Saturday night that they released round one. Yeah. Saturday night. Yep. I don't know what the plan was. Um, Maybe they were holding off till Monday, but someone just sent the email early. I don't know. Well, round two got leaked as well, didn't it? Oh, it got leaked. I I think that... uh, My theory is it was a tactical leak. Well, maybe they maybe round one got leaked as well, so they just tried to jump the gun and like Fuck, someone's <laughs> going to put it out tomorrow morning. Let's just pump it out. My theory was they wanted it to go out next Wednesday, but they scheduled it in the back end of the website because they they wanted to take a long weekend for yeah, uh, yeah. until Melbourne Cup. Yep, and then they fucked up the scheduling and just pumped. Yeah, well, the leaked round two is going to be interesting now because they've delayed the full release. It's meant to be tomorrow. It was meant to be on Wednesday, which is tomorrow because we're recording on uh, Tuesday night. They've now pushed it out to Thursday because apparently they, uh, you know, obviously the clubs get it first, and a few of them push back. Yep. Um. So they went to make you know one or two little changes, which caused three or four other little changes, and yep. um, so they've uh, had to delay it by uh, by another week. Well, the, the most important part, obviously, is who North playing the Good Friday game. Um, we're playing everyone, apparently. <laughs> I know, I've heard so many fucking different rumours. Uh, first thing that came out was we're playing the Saints again, and I'm like, eh, well, you know, whatever. You've got to build something, don't you? Yeah. And then it's like, uh, we're playing Carlton, and then there was a bit of furor about that, saying, you know, oh, it's a big four team. You know, they don't deserve it. Like, well, is it? Well, you know. <laughs> Traditionally. Yeah, in um, 1980 it might have been. Yeah. Yeah. But Carlton do have a decent following, but you could argue they don't really have a marquee game. Oh, they got Thursday night starter. Know. Yeah, that's about it, really. Whereas other teams have a few more. But yeah. um, with... They're Orthodox Christian anyway, so they're, they're <laughs> Easter's a different weekend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I've always said it always made sense to me, North versus Carlton for that, because you've got the Royal Women's and Children's in between the two suburbs. Start the... A walk from there or something, get people oh. sponsored as they walk along to the to the ground or whatever. Just get it involved, and yeah, no one's be walking the streets around that area. <laughs> you well, need a crowd to be safe. At least you're near the hospital. So, <laughs> yeah. But then um, the other one that came up was Essendon. I'm like, they've already got fucking Anzac Eight. Day. Yeah. They've got uh, fucking uh, Dreamtime at the G, uh, whatever other bumfuck nobody thing. And that worst thing, they changed the ends for Eddie Had. I think that should disqualify him from well, change the ends. Uh, that, what, stop the locker on the Coleman. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really? uh, Lloyd and might be Reynolds. Did they really? Yeah, yeah. yeah only for Essendon. Coventry, Coventry yeah. and Reynolds, I think. No, Coventry's always there. It's Lockett and Coventry. Oh, that's it. So it's Lloyd and Reynolds, I think, but I can't remember. Yeah. Might be even Lloyd and Hurd. But that's only for Essendon home games. Yeah, it's still bullshit. I I really don't care who plays, but what they should do is pick two teams and stick with them. I reckon if we're like, Just, when we play Collingwood at the punch street end and the cunt end. Yeah, the punt and the cunt end. <laughs> Just take two teams and make that the rivalry and build it up and give it, you know, 10 years. Well, I thought uh, North and Western Bulldogs have had some great matches in the last couple of years, including the Good Friday match, which was exciting as balls. Uh, And also that one where um, Benny Brown did that toe poke to Zeeble in the last second and a half. Uh, Fucking does your heart in watching that shit, but uh, it, it makes good highlights once you know who wins. You, you reckon that you go and go, you know what, they had a couple of good games, let's let's try that yeah. next year. But just stick with them, stick with the dogs, um, is what they should have done, because they were the, the first one anyway. Um, and they've got fuck all else going on in regards yeah. to well, marquee games, do they? Well, it's it's obviously it's Channel 7 that are mm, yeah. um, pulling the strings on this one. And they have, like, the attendance wasn't great last time, but obviously they weren't happy with the, uh, the TV ratings either, so yeah. that's what's pulling the strings really. Well, the other thing, too, that I saw um, the commentary around it was, why don't have an interstate team play? Uh, you know, interstate teams don't have marquee games besides their locals. And I was like, well, Port do have the China game. 
yeah. and they got that because they proposed the China game. They yep. put business cases together. They planned it with the Chinese government and everything. So, you know, I, I think interna- uh, interstate teams deserve marquee games, but they've got to make them happen. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. You can't just say, oh, you've built that. We want to be part of it. Get fucked. Yeah. Uh, um, and you're right. You're saying they've got their own showdowns or derbies or whatever. Well, there's two marquee games for a year, per year. You know, one home, one away. Yeah. Um, I can understand fans saying... That have zero. I can understand fans saying that's not enough. And that's right. In which case, your club needs to get their finger out of their fucking ass, Because you look at... Um, like, St Kilda tried to do the New Zealand thing. Didn't work. They, but they tried it for four or yeah. five years. North tried the Good Friday thing. It's been hit and miss so far. But it's those teams that uh, don't have a captive audience like you do with the uh, interstate teams. And they don't have the high uh, incomes. They have to do the innovation shit. They yeah. have to do that or they die. Yeah. So, you know, if you start taking it off those teams, there'll be no innovation and every team will just slowly turn into Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. Well, in Richmond last year started to try out, um, you know, some market games in September. Uh, the finals, and they worked out pretty well. So. Yeah, they found out that uh, you draw big crowds, but unfortunately, the AFL keeps the fucking gate from them. They get to keep it. But, you know, Richmond, great at it. You know, they said, all right, we'll dream time to the G. Essendon started, but Richmond, yeah, we're there. Yeah. They've turned round one into a marquee game, and now they've turned Anzac Day Eve into yep. a marquee game. Yeah. It's just find some place and, and make it yours. Yeah, That's what you've got to do. It won't always work. And plenty of teams don't want to invest the hundreds of man hours into trying to make it happen. Yeah. I mean, shit, North have got uh, the Bulldogs game with uh, equality or something. I don't know. I don't know. It should be on tight-ass Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't working. But uh, St. Kilda had that um, the Maddie game as well. The, yeah. That's coming along fine. Well, there you go. There's another one. The Richmond. Tigers, <laughs> right, yep. yeah. Tigers are in. Sneaky bastards. But, I don't think Tigers have organised any of these games. <laughs> just fucking passengers. No, pretty sure Sheedy was Essendon in Dreamtime. No, round one versus Carlton. I'm pretty sure Tigers oh, yeah, are on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because Kevin Bartlett wants uh, Richmond on top of the ladder after the first game. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Um, look, I, I think every team deserves a marquee game, but you can't just expect to get. You can't just sit back. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can't get given it. Yeah. Uh, you got to go out there and do a schmooze. Make one. Uh, and every team should be able to do that. And look, you can have the fucking Indian Pacific game between West Coast and GWS or some shit. I don't know. Um, but what they should do is even try and make their own, um, the showdowns or the derbies into something. Because Porter come out and said, we want a Friday night showdown. I'm like, fair enough. That's no fine. Yeah. What they should do is say, we want to play Adelaide in the showdown round one every single year. Let's yeah. start our year with round one. And you're going to say, the AFL is going to go, you know what? It's a nice Friday night game, isn't it? Yeah. And they're going to do something with it. If they say, we want to do this, Every single year. Yeah. I think uh, there's a big case to be made for Clicking Balls marketing consultancy. Uh, so AFL teams out there, look, I know you've probably got a decent marketing team, but let's be honest, most of them are a former player's girlfriend. Mm. Uh, so we'll come on board, you know, for the low, low sum of, oh, let's say, half a million. Uh, we can, oh, actually, no, well, actually, we'll take Scott's transport box. Is what we're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> actually, we do the North Melbourne thing, $1 million. Yeah. Uh, we'll sort you out and you get a massive return on investment. I'd rather do the the other one of the other team's things that actually gets the job done. But <laughs> I am going to have trouble, you know, charging 500 million, uh, sorry, 500 grand for, you know, hour and a half's work. But I'll, I'll make it work. We'll find out. I'll yeah. make it happen. Oh, just, that, just, uh, that just shows how valuable it is. Though. I want to clear the shit rule my, my selling. <laughs> in iTunes vouchers. <laughs> uh, so uh, we've also had, uh, I think, List Lodgement Day is uh, today. Yep. So the final rounds of delistings and mm. relistings and one-year signings have all happened. 
Um, there's been a, a few players that have seen their careers come to an abrupt end or haven't got a new home yet. I think Dan Menzel is one of the um, most... He'll be the most interesting delisted free agent. Oh, he'll be picked up, 100%. Uh, yeah, there are going to be a few clubs that will want to have a punt on him because, uh, you know, there's all the knocks that maybe he doesn't chase or tackle enough, but he can kick goals. Well, look, there's plenty of players who do chase and tackle but don't kick goals. Exactly. Uh, and you look at some guys who've been delisted, like Casbolt. Um, brilliant mark, terrible kick. Menzel's almost as good a mark, much better kick. <laughs> much better kick. I wouldn't say he's almost as good a mark, but goddamn, he can kick those goals. Especially. The thing is, it's usually Geelong that picks these players up. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Well, no, um, no Geelong players come out and said, you know, thanks for your service. Uh, look forward to playing against you next year. And as far as I know, he hasn't said a farewell either to Geelong. So maybe they're planning on redrafting him in the rookie. I don't well, know. They had plenty of chances to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And by all accounts, the sticking point was he wanted two years and Geelong wanted one. So if he goes into the draft and says, my minimum is two years, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. That's going to be ambitious if they've already knocked you back once. Yeah. Well, two years at 120 grand a year. I mean, you know. That's where he's going. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Like one year for five hundred. No, I want two. Two years for two hundred each. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> there's benefit in that still. Remember, that's what um, Travis Cloak did. Uh, he was on eight hundred for one year, and he said, no, "Let's scratch that. Let's make it four hundred for two. Yeah. Um, but you get extra like um, AFL Players Association super for every year you're in the league. You get extra, yeah, right. so like another forty grand or something like that. Oh, that's what Dale Thomas did as well. Something like that. Yeah. He ripped up his contract. And he said, didn't no. need super. The... He had Western Bulldogs. Didn't need super. That's that was... his superannuation yeah. plan. Who was a player that played like four games in ten years? Uh, Alex Johnson. About... There was a Sullivan for Carlton. I can't remember who it was. It was, was recently. Him. Like got delisted like last year, year before. Oh, okay. Had, like, injuries for ages. Oh, Alex Johnson. Games. Alex Johnson did that. that. Was it? I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a North North player. Anyway, Anyways. I feel like that's just like... Hey, Daniel Wells. <laughs> should, be, should be integrity in looking at that. It's just scamming free super and you know, it's not contributing much. Fair enough. Um, uh, the Boccaccini from uh, from Adelaide uh, got delisted by his third club. Um, he's, Kyle. Kyle Cheney, yeah, Bocca. Um, I don't think he's going to get picked up at 29 for club number four, but... I didn't know that was his nickname. That's clever. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um He's uh, he's done well for himself though because he was he tried to play Keith Backman a lot of the times not by choice but by necessity, yeah. and he did okay. But he was always just okay everywhere he went. I feel like there's a lot of players that play out of position because that's what the team needs. Yeah, and it kills their careers. It's like uh, like in the UFC when Dana White goes, "Oh, I need someone to fill in this spot." Someone goes in and gets knocked the fuck out, and uh, all of a sudden their career's done. Well, like I did you a favour and I got fucked over for it. Michael yeah. Bisping made a career out of that, really, yep. being late call-up, and it worked one time, and yeah. you go, well, you know, you're a champion for life, you know? And I mean, you've got Artem Lubov, who's made a career out of getting knocked out by late call-ups. <laughs> it was interesting, that one. I, I think I texted it to you guys, one of the comments um, about Artem um, leading up to the fight, and said, you know, he is the, the Mount Everest. Many have tried, only 14 have succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> 15, yeah. But, but I tell you what, he's a warrior. He keeps going back out there. He is, yep. Um, not many people can throw a standing hammer fist like he does. <laughs> that was hilarious. Surely sometimes you've got to say, am I really doing what's in the best interest for the sport, or for the for world, my health. Uh, by signing this bloke? Uh, uh, I, don't, I, I can't fold his heart. No. I think it's um, a two-for-one deal, that one. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit like that. <laughs> oh, well, Danaher did come out and had a nice uh, defense of him on, did he? Uh, on social media. Oh, Kevin, yeah. 
Kavanaugh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, back to the uh, the footy delistings. Um, I mean, there's a few others. Uh, Will Langford got delisted today as well, which was an interesting one because um, uh, basically he went in, you know, did their exit interviews and that, and he said, look, if I'm not playing for Hawthorne, I don't want to play at all. And they went, oh, we probably haven't got a contract for you. He went, yeah, fair enough. I'll move on to something else. So it cool. looks like he's uh, pulled the pin at uh, 26 or 27, I think he is. Yep. 70 odd games um, and a premiership medal, and he's probably going to go make double what he made in footy in the corporate world or something like that. Yep, with that smart uh, move, pri- well, private education. But his career's peaked. I mean, that's 2014 uh, September. You're not going to get a good good uh, run of games. He had a brilliant September. Um, you know, not many people can string that many games together. Um, and he's been celebrating since, and fair play to him. Uh, has done not. He hasn't had. Too bad a career sense. I'd say. Like, not, it's only because he was so good in that short period yeah. of time that you expected more from him. Exactly. He, was, he went from, uh, holy fuck, where's he been, to journeyman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can never fault him for endeavour. No. Execution, yes, but endeavour, no. But he, I don't think he ever got to that stage of being utter liability. He was just disappointing because you're the father that... You loved him for what he was, but you were disappointed for what he could have been. Yeah, he shined brightly very and burned out very quickly. Yeah, and but like uh, you said, he's you know, he's going to go to sleep on a big fucking pit of money. So uh, I don't think the future is going to hold homelessness for him. No, no. Um, and Brendan Whitecross got delisted after I think eleven years at Hawthorne, um, including you know back to back knee recos in prelim finals. Um, which meant he saw the three-peat from the stands, uh, which is interesting way to do it. But yeah. um, he got his VFL premiership, and uh, he still might have a chance if he goes up north. Well, he seems like one of those players where if there was an AFL second grade, he would be great in it. Like, there was a full reserves team. Yeah. Because um, he was too good for VFL, not good enough for AFL. Or not good enough He's a twenty. He's, a, he's always the 23rd man. Yeah, and yeah. Um, in the last oh, sort of three or four years, they play him when they have to. They go, yeah, we'd rather play a kid, but we'll put you in there. But he was brilliant in the VFL this year. Um, and it's just one of those blokes that does nothing wrong, um, except got injured at the wrong time, you know? Hmm. Robbed him of his peak, really. He had to sit out three years. Hmm. Um, but that's the way it goes. He walks away with, uh, you know, 11 years at the club and life member and um, the VFL flag in his last game in the brown and gold. So that's all right. Yeah, gets to keep all the cups he had in the uh, hospital <laughs> department. So, you know. Sure. Uh, I think lots of memories. Colin Sylvia passed away. Colin did. In car Sylvia? crash in Mildura, yeah. poor bastard. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. He's only pretty young too. Like 32? 30, yeah. yeah. I forgot how young he was. Yeah. Yep. Um, and sure, he made some mistakes in his life, but... Um, every, Mildura? every kid from Mildura did, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, but uh, by all accounts, everyone's saying he was uh, turning his life around, and it uh, just happens sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, still plenty love from the Demons fans as well. So. It was. Um, so that's more of the actual football, if you can call it that. <laughs> but uh, there's been some other interesting things since we last spoke. It has. Um, Shane Mumford, on the eve of making a comeback um, with GWS, a three-year-old video surfaced. Yeah. Of him. And by the t- this time, I think everybody's seen the video, so yeah. it's it's no uh, secret anymore or anything like that. Um, how does it come out three years after the fact? Well, because he dogged his mates and he snorted the pile instead of the line, so... Yeah, there's always been some payback for well, that. Three he, years. It's like passing the joint to the right. It's not, it's not how it goes. <laughs> it's not the rules. Well, everyone's seen that video. Like, you can see they've got the, uh, you know, little lines racked up and he's yeah. gone straight for the... For the Everest. <laughs> he's gone for the storage. You know, the... Yeah. Tomorrow is 
load for everyone. But uh, I, they were chanting sausages at the time too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that's one of those ones where it's, he's just decided to... He's not a man of moderation, up. let's face it. No. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's uh, Coke in the hotel or the sausages at the... Uh, uh... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Team Barbecue. I just would hate to run into Shane Mumford on that much Coke. Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus he, Christ. He was looking glassy. I reckon he could he could throw Mitch Duncan out of Etihad Stadium through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, give it a go. Yeah, run outside and catch him. <laughs> uh, run just, how fast? It's just the three years that I don't get. Yeah, yeah. And the weird thing is, too, the timing. It was like, oh, I'm making a comeback. I'm feeling good. Yep, here's this video. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got an axe to grind, don't yeah. they? Ring up Jake Carlin. So how do you make an impact when you come back? <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the strategy here? I, I do like that when rumors surface that a player's, you know, uh, these videos coming out and St. Kilda fans are going, oh, not fucking again. <laughs> Hannibal, what have you done? Um, but anyway, poor old Mumford. It's, somebody's got an axe to grind there. But do you see him making a comeback? Like, yeah. To be honest, it's I'm, going to happen. Yeah, I'm yeah, okay with it. GWS were, were desperate for it. Didn't so. they retire because of like uh, concerns with the brain trauma, injury, concussion, things like that? Not his brain trauma. No. Yeah. Uh, it was other players. I think I think that would explain a lot of things. I think ankle um, was, yeah. uh, was his main thing. But he took a year off, um, felt himself a bit fit. You know, and if he's feeling good, getting back in there, he's well, not he's any still, shorter. I was going to say, he's still a monster. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a built unit too. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then in the space of about 24 hours after that, um, I don't know how much allegedly we have to put towards this, but <laughs> um, allegedly some other text messages <laughs> pop up. Well, well, we say allegedly, but there's screen captures with names, dates, phone well, numbers going around. We know that it's somebody named Jack Watts. We can't prove which Jack Watts it is, but let's run yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, with a very pissed off missus. Uh, and apparently it's gone from, you know, uh, uh, a star that never saw the, the heights that he should to everyone's going, you know what, this cunt's all right. Well, <laughs> well, he just wants to do racks off tits. Yeah. What, what a mate, though. Like, Mumford <laughs> fucks up. And he's like, shit, I've got a comeback coming up. You know, it's going to put me in jeopardy. I could do this better. There's there's no trade news now that's done. It's going to be in the news all the fucking time. Jeez, it's going to be hard. And then Jack Watts is going, hold oh, my fucking coke, mate. <laughs> I am going to tear this shit up. I, I'd love to see, you know, round one, um, Jack's made his way back into the seniors and the whole front row behind the goals is in there. You know, their swimming goggles and um, floaties. And, and then uh, the fake barbecue apron tits. <laughs> We're just here to go swimming, mate. Be so, make us yeah. so happy. For anyone that hasn't actually read the text, you know, all three of you, um, he, he managed to uh, put his iMessage on his laptop, yeah? You know, as you do, sometimes you 
with um, Apple, it often no, okay, auto no, error. No, 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 never do that. Not as you yeah. do, not at all. It's never no. ever do that. <laughs> with Apple, it often auto installs, and so That's you, why you don't buy Apple. Fuck them. <laughs> you've got your iTunes, it syncs with iMessage, all that shit. Uh, the thing is, you send a text, and it shows up on your Mac laptop. His missus is doing uni work, which in the screen grabs, you can see uni Melbourne in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, these things pop up about uh, some some duck saying, uh, hey, uh, you, you free at the moment? We've got a special on double vibe shows that you might be interested in. He's like, oh, yeah, meet you at Brighton later, love. <laughs> <laughs> While he's, you know, in Melbourne for the footy and his missus is back in Adelaide. So she was a bit unimpressed with that. So she decided to go through the history. And oh, fuck. You found a gold mine. Yeah, uh, there was Unlucky. lots of different women, um, many of them uh, saying, you know, can I come see you tonight? And he's like, yeah, Mrs. is asleep, don't knock at the door, come around the back. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but he, he, just, I, I don't, don't cheat on your missus is generally a good idea, but not while she's in the house asleep is also a great idea, and not when it's your next door neighbour and you've left evidence on the computer that you share with her. Like, I think he made about seven different levels of mistake with just that one text uh, stream Did you do alone. anything right? Yeah. Uh, well, he got laid. He, he, wanted, he did some racks off tits. Yeah, well, that was the other thing too. He had weird messages saying, I just love big tits and swimming. <laughs> Good on him. Mrs. Like, not allow him to do racks off her tits? Is that... Well, I'm assuming that's how they met. I want to see Dr. Phil come into this situation. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you could do some racks off their titties? you got to understand, you're going to do racks off your girlfriend's titties. Well, I think Dr. Phil's been in a bit of shit himself, so maybe he'll take notes. Has <laughs> he now? Well, yeah, he's uh, got a friend of some staff members or something like that. Oh, he got me too, did he? Yeah. It was only a matter of time for yeah, him. exactly. Well, I remember he, he broke up with his missus for infidelity, that's all I remember. And to be honest, that's all I cared about. Yeah, like, really. If Doctor Phil, I didn't. if there was a message saying Doctor Phil sex tape here, you are not clicking that link. No, no give it. Like, no. like a walrus fucking uh, bloody bean pole or something. I don't know. It would not be pretty. Um, It'd be very hard to rub one out. But with Jack, it just doesn't it just stink of somebody that lived, you know, the private school, very secluded life, and then all of a sudden got freedom and money and went, "What can I do?" Yeah, and especially <laughs> when he got out of Melbourne. Oh, well. Both the town and the team. He, he's he's enjoying himself, poor lad. Didn't need it blasted across the, the world. But um, I do think that most of the footy going public would go, ah, mate, you're all right. Well, gee, <laughs> uh, he would have lost, what, maybe 200 grand a year. In to the, Coke? Through Coke. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the contract value from going Melbourne to Adelaide. Oh, I, yeah? don't, I don't know if it was that much to begin with. Well, but, let's say it's 200. He's going to make that back in merch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just t-shirts with I love swimming and big tits like fuck it's going to sell itself there, there's your 200 grand right I mean, there Jesus mate maybe I'll sell them and <laughs> just lie I've worked for you yeah well but there, there's a couple of use, loose units for us um, which uh, leads us into what we like to do in the off season maybe you should know. call it use lunats use lunats yeah. um, it rolls off the tongue easier for some reason <laughs> um, so th- those uh, loose units last year we went through a couple during the off season you know in between um, when the season ended and before the draft, so we can't do the, the wrap-ups and previews for the next year yet. So we thought this off-season we'll, we'll try and revisit a few loose units. Um, and uh, Josh, you got a quick one that'll uh, get this off off the off the ground. Well, I figure, you know, if you're going to start, start big. And uh, there aren't many uh, athletes who have succeeded uh, at the top level that are bigger than John Daly. Stewie oh. Jew, but let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's... Oh. No, I think Daly probably haven't covered him. Right? Uh, he, he would, yeah, in height, because Daly's probably 6'3 or something like that. He's a big fucking lad. He's a big lad. Um, but And like Mumford, loves his coat. But anyway, 
Um, if Happy Gilmore had a drinking problem. Yeah. <laughs> and several other substances. But um, well, we'll start with him. Um, so, 1966, he's, he's born in Carmichael, California. Um, age five, he moved in with his family to, to Dardanelle, Arkansas. So, so you know, from so California, from to Arkansas. <laughs> California to Arkansas. You, Imagine that. You've got that, a chip on your shoulder there. I think that'll affect I, th- I thought he said he moved in with his family. Like, straight out of birth, he was like, <laughs> fend for yourself. <laughs> but just like... School was pretty hard. Like anytime any kid stood out, you got hammered. And Especially if you stand out of golf. <laughs> no, but imagine like Arkansas. I, like, if there's a bumfuck USA, Arkansas will be the, the capital area for that. Is that where Clinton's from? Yeah, yeah. Little Rock. Yeah. So you're coming from California. You know, oh, here's the big city kid. Oh, here he comes down to Arkansas. Squeal like a pig, bitch. <laughs> you know, that he is not going to be enjoying... Grade six, mainly because the other... Uh, sorry, grade... <laughs> mainly because it was 15. <laughs> That's mean he's five, so he's in kindy, and there's bloody 12-year-olds in there. Uh, it's going to be tough for him. But uh, anyway, you know, by the time he's 13, he's uh, decided, you know, I'll crack this golf thing. You know, I, I don't know, but I imagine he probably learned it by hitting balls in a neighbor's fucking windows or some shit. Yeah, I think it was in, he was in wrestling or something, and he was unfit, so the coach suggested he do golf, so he go for a walk. <laughs> I think it was something like that. Maybe 20 minutes. I don't know, might, have, might have been his, his golfing coach or his wrestling coach suggested he start smoking. <laughs> we get into that? Get in that. Yeah. Um, but in 79, you know, his family's in Virginia, a 13-year-old, he won the men's club championship at his home course, Jesus. Lake of the Woods. 13. Wow. In Fredericksburg. Oh, so I'm, 13, I'm, and he's smashing blokes who are pros. I've got to say, the competition might not be, you know, world-class. However, he's still only 13 playing against men. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. I, I mean, wonder which one was like onto it earlier. You seen him like hitting the driving range, just shucking, cleaning yeah. up bathroom. Um, I don't know if there's any truth to rumor. He was six back deep in there too. But uh, they uh, he did manage to make a new rule. No kids allowed in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> the adults got pissed off. Which, you know, to be fair, I don't blame him. If you're the one making the rules, fuck <laughs> him. Um, when he was a high school junior living in Missouri, so he's moved around a fair fucking yeah, bit. So this is state yeah. number four. Um, he won the school state championship and the Missouri state amateur in the same year. So he's playing for the school team and uh, also playing in the amateurs, like in the open age amateurs. Doing yeah, really fair well. Enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, he got a, a half scholarship to the University of Arkansas. The only thing he did by halves, I'll have you fucking yeah, say, a half scholarship to yeah. the University of Arkansas. So he's heading back to Arkansas. Is that so worth five grand? Or I think he I took know. that just because he wanted to go back to Arkansas and fuck some people up because now he's six foot three and <laughs> he's yeah. a. He arrives at the camp as a full fighting weight of 235 pounds. It was a full scholarship, but it only lasted halfway. It was a pound for pound scholarship. But uh, 235 pounds, what's that? About uh, 105 kilos? 105, 106. Round about there. So, you know, decent unit. Um, And his coach said, uh, you ought to shed some pounds. So he he went on a diet uh, of popcorn and Jack Daniels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With no mixer, though. No mixer. So, you know, there was no... No no empty calories. Yeah, no empty calories in the Coke. Well, I was going to say, this Coke, is, cola. I thought he might have hit the, like, the stripper diet, but this is the, the stripper punter diet. That's <laughs> what the crowd drink and eat. Yeah. While he's at University of Arkansas, he played golf for the school, but uh, decided, fuck this, I'm leaving before completing the degree. He went for a professional uh, in 87, and his first career victory came that year in the Missouri Open. So he's, he's shoved back to Missouri just to show off. Yeah. yeah. So he's won the amateur, gone to uni, and just gone, ah, fuck this, I've, I've banged all the chicks here I'm going to fuck off back to Missouri wins the Open there as a pro whoop uh, two years later <laughs> he decided to start doing the PGA Tour and he did all the possible tours so it included the 89 US Open and the Chattanooga Classic I just like saying the word Chattanooga Chattanooga yeah, Chattanooga, Chattanooga. 
Um, in the US Open, he made his first cut in the major tournament and finished tied for 69th, which isn't too fucking bad for a young lad. That's pretty decent. Done pretty well, I guess. Yeah. And, and, you know, 69. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, won the PGA Championship in 91. Now, I don't know the golfing hierarchy, but that's not fucking bad for yeah, a young, young not, bloke yeah. either. It's How not was he? Was he 66. Yeah. But the thing with that like is... 26-ish. Yeah, like 25, 26. The thing with that is he didn't have the tournament uh, standing to actually get into it in uh, the PGA Championship. So the reason he got in was because Nick Price uh, dropped out of the tournament because his wife has given birth. Uh, eight other golfers had other shit on and weren't able to make it to Crooked Sick Golf Club. So basically uh, he had nothing else better to do. Well, he was the... No one knew who the fuck he was. And there was so many people ahead of him and he just happened to be there. He's like the... Uh, when Benny Graham played in the UK <laughs> with he was the only one with a passport. Got a 10-day contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just happened to be able to drive there. Uh, he was completely unknown, and the the announcers had to look him up through the golfing um, almanac. Yeah, they, whatever they had back before internet uh, to find out who the fuck he was. Uh, he finished with sixty nine, sixty seven, sixty nine, seventy one, and uh, got a three stroke victory. At, Jesus, which is so it's ridiculous. Comfortable, yeah, yeah. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, one rookie of the year in the same year because because he won a tournament. To, yeah. 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 Um, 92-year-old round, he won the BC Open with a six-stroke lead, which is pretty massive. Uh, in the same year, at the British Open, they he started to get a bit of a bit of a hype around him. So the media started taking notice of this, you know, big uh, lad, looked like baby Huey. And uh, his, they said, you know, what's your what's your secret? What's your strategy in golf? You know, expecting the cerebral uh, mentality. Uh, no, and- I reckon we can guess this. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. Smack it hard. I just hit it as hard as I can. If I find the ball, I hit it again. Yep. <laughs> grip it and rip it. <laughs> Pretty. I think uh, he probably invented the Happy Gilmore shot. But uh, yeah, anyway. Um, 93, things started to get good to him. And things started to get bad to him as well. Um, didn't have any PGA wins. Uh, team with Fred Couples and Stuart Payne to win the European Alfred Dunhill Cup, which... Him winning a cup named after a pack of fags? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was uh, all down. It was, uh, it was destiny. But the thing is, that took place at uh, St. Andrews in Fife, Scotland, which home of golf, as they all say. Yeah. I assume it was invented there or something, but uh, oh, whatever. Literally that, yes. Yeah. We'll run with that. Um, he won that in 95. Uh, sorry, the side of the Open in 95. He won that uh, with uh, couples. But uh, in 95, playing the British Open, but the same thing. Uh, they asked him, you know, would you join St. Andrews? And he's like, nah, if they've got all those rules and shit, I'm not interested. I don't want to get in there if they've got all those rules and shit. And he actually said, and shit, well, <laughs> on live His Dr. Carl shirts wouldn't get him in there. No. <laughs> but uh, this was also the first year he ended up in AA. Uh, as a little side note, whenever he plays now, he's got, uh, he keeps his AA coins with him. He has got over 300 years of sobriety. Right. Who'd he beat up? <laughs> because all his fans uh, say he's an inspiration and give him their AA coins. So he uses them to mark balls. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Why not? He keeps them all in his pockets so they jiggle around. But hey, at least it's a use. Um, the other thing... But the amazing thing is, phenomenally talented. Like, uh, he managed to be the only person to hit a 630-yard par 5 17th hole at uh, Balthus Roll. In two shots. Uh, never been done an, before or since. Is that an eagle? Is that no, it's that? an albatross. albatross? Yeah, it's it's ludicrous. And it's one of those two things where... fucking ridiculous. Yeah, 630 yard par five in two shots. Yeah, it's not a bad effort at all. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, suspiciously good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, he's one of those guys that always won the um, longest drive, longest drive, and longest um, first shot cumulative. Like right. that, because yeah, right. they got stats for everything now. Yeah, but uh, yeah. even so, he's well, the, the exotic bets is what got me into watching golf from working in casinos late mm, at night. Yeah, the, the, the only thing we could we could be interested in watching the exotics yeah. in, in those. Yeah, as you were. <laughs> um. He's been in a few magazines by now. Um, mainly, they've been good, but oftentimes uh, they start to touch on his Alcoholics Anonymous and everything. Uh, he, he said, with the the uh, tokens that he uses to mark the balls, he says, it reminds me that I need to keep myself on an even keel right before he goes off it. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so he's like, so far, back in uh, 95, so far it's worked. Uh, instead of having me go real high and real low, I just try and say a nice medium buzzed. <laughs> Which, you know, it, it, it's a win. Because it was not um, unheard of to see him on the practice range, you know, hitting balls, warming up before a game with the durry hanging out of his mouth. I think literally on the course, he'd, he'd start yeah, on the course. More than once. A professional uh, athlete. Having a, having a dart. I wonder if him and Shane Warner played around together. I would not be surprised at all. Do you reckon they get out of the golf cart? They've... they've- Play polo golf, you reckon? All right. I, I would bet every dollar I ever touched that he has played at least one round of polo golf. Yeah, I, I can see it happening. Uh, actually, with the caveat that the round may not have finished. Yeah, definitely. He, he would have crashed it. He would have rolled it at some stage. He might have gone 19th hole. Um, but yeah, uh, up to 97. Uh, he, he had a great opening round at the PGA Championship, winged foot. Um, smashing it. But uh, unfortunately, then things started to go a bit wayward. Actually, look, when when you're playing golf, which you know might uh, have to wind back the memory a little bit, definitely. And yep. a couple of shots start going off. You know, what do you, what's the first thing you do? You change the club, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're thinking, all right, my driver's not working. Maybe I go to the one wood or the two wood or three wood or whatever. Or just make, or, see if anyone looked at and saw that <laughs> shot first. <laughs> just sort of slightly drop one of those balls you got in your pocket. Well, John Daly's the same, except he decided, fuck this driver. Did a big wind up and threw it into the fucking lake, yeah. Uh, which for a pro golfer is kind of frowned upon, and uh, got him in a bit of trouble with the PGA tournament. Um, but there's there's tons of stories about this sort of shit that he did. Um, for one, he had a, a ten million dollar endorsement that he signed back in '91. Uh, they dropped him after the '97 Players Championship, where he got on a drinking spree that gave way to an alleged hotel trashing incident. So he decided that uh, the TV needed to be in the car park. Oh, yep. it can happen of like course. that. From course. a second story window. Yeah, well, like they say, fuck you, money. It's no <laughs> yeah. good unless you say, fuck, <laughs> fuck you. you. But uh, he withdrew from the tournament after that, which, you know, as you do when the cops are involved, <laughs> and uh, later checked into rehab again. Yeah. Not for the first, not for the last. No. no. Well, no. It, it, when you look at the years that he was active and doing this kind of stuff, he must have been some of the inspiration for Happy Gilmore. He'd have to be, yeah. yeah. Well, they say he was the inspiration for Tin Cup. That's the classic. Dumb. That is a terrible fucking movie. That one. <laughs> but um, the the thing was that they thought he was inspiration so much that they started chanting "Tin Cup" at him at several <laughs> tournaments, uh, particularly around. I think it was around '98 that it was released, and they were talking about it. Uh, sorry, in um, late uh, early 2000s. Yep. But um, he had a lap band surgery as well to try and drop the weight, uh, and he managed to do it. He dropped uh, 115 pounds. Before putting it all back on again. Uh, which, you know, when you're living a life of excess like he, that can happen. Um, he had a few traditions around that sort of thing. 
Uh, mainly when the Masters happened, which, you know, the auspicious and yeah. the, the highlight of the season. Uh, a lot of them would try and get uh, hotel rooms, but sometimes, you know, you're playing rounds, it could be quite hard when you're playing round after round after round. So a lot of them would get um, sort of RVs and uh, portable homes kind of yeah. thing. And yeah. especially okay. when you've got that much money, you get quite a nice one. And so he did decide to do that too, because he liked walking home about as much as he liked shooting himself in the face. Uh, whereas some of the guys would park them in an exclusive private area on the course, he parked his at Hooters. Of course. <laughs> of course. Again, save the walker. <laughs> well, the thing was, too, that, uh, he also brought a certain uh, clientele to the golf course, much like Happy Gilmore did. Much like Happy Gilmore, yeah. And that clientele would also head to Hooters after the tournament. Of course they did. After the day's play. Uh, sometimes before it had even finished, much like Daly himself. <laughs> Uh, and then Daly decided, well, fuck it, let's team up. So he started selling his merch out of Hooters. Yeah, good which work. Worked, and that also started another tradition of uh, rather than signing shirts and things, he'd sign tits. Much like Jack Watts, yeah, he just see. loved big tits. Not so much fan on the swimming, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he, he was quite often legless, but uh, yeah, maybe he liked to dip. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, he had five victories in the PGA Tour. Um Back in 94, Daly said that was the first title he ever won sober. I, I call into question that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not that it was his first, but that he was sober. I want to see how many he lost sober. <laughs> let's, let's really balance out these stats. All of them. <laughs> but uh, the, the amazing thing is, too, though, how talented he actually was. Like, um, when he went into the 95 British Open at St. Andrews, they had him at 66 to 1. But he fucking loved St. Andrews. Uh, he Mainly because of so many par fives and how hard the course was yeah. if you tried to play on the fairway. Yeah. He just uh, kicked the ball over the top of it. So you have a dog leg. Instead of deciding to, you know, land, on the, fairway, the land yeah. on the fairway again to go around the, the two-space corner, you know, the parabolica, if you like, yeah. he decided, fuck this, just whack over the trees. As the crow flies. Exactly. And, uh, you know, decided to have a fair old crack at it and, yeah, managed to do it while inhaling... The uh, Otis Spukenmeyer chocolate chocolate muff- chip muffins. <laughs> All the well, better to contact the sugar cravings he induced by withdrawal from alcohol for a week. <laughs> Fair enough, too. So he went from uh, Jack Daniels to these chocolate chocolate chip muffins. <laughs> Got to keep your energy levels up. You know, it's, a, it's a tough game, golf. But, uh, yeah, and that was the one where he said, I ain't joining St. Andrews if there's rules and crap. I hate them rules and crap. <laughs> And fair enough. Actually, you said shit, but you know, yeah. we're a family podcast. Uh, I'm guessing he was never invited. <laughs> anyway, I kind of fear that. Um, he never really pretended to be perfect, uh, and he wasn't the most patient of blokes either. He had a short fuse bit back in '99 at Pinehurst. Uh, he hit a putt from behind the eighth green, and the ball trundled back to him. So he decided, well, fuck this. Putt it again, trundles back again. And while it's still rolling, he just took a big fucking swing. <laughs> knocked it way out, like uh, over the fence, kind of into someone's backyard. And uh, the PGA decided uh, that's, that's not quite right. <laughs> so two-straight penalty, got an 11 on the hole. Uh, less than happy with that one. Uh, he had another meltdown in 2000, another US Open, uh, this time at Pebble Beach. He dumped three balls in the ocean and one in some bloke's backyard to make 14 on a par 5 18th hole. Jesus. He withdrew with an 83. So he hit 14 shots on that and hit an 83. I like to, You say 14. I like to think 14 not out. <laughs> you know, it's just building an innings. But had he got a you know a four, he would have been leading the tournament. Yeah, but he got a 14. <laughs> <laughs> that just shows how close he was to 
that uh, genius and failure line. Uh, also, Aussie PGA in 2002, he had a second round uh, issue when uh, the putter didn't really do what he wanted on the 18th green. And you might notice the problem with the 18th uh, that he's having, mainly because he wasn't too shy of having a couple of nips uh, on the course. And by the time he had the 18th, a couple had turned into a couple more. Yes, and you're within eyesight of the bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the putter wasn't quite working for him and ended up in a tree uh, and then fell into a pond. To be uh, fair, I've seen putters do that. Yeah, yeah. by itself, apparently. Um, the funny thing is, he didn't get he got DQ'd, but not for that. That's because he didn't sign the scorecard. Because, uh, well, apparently he did. He, he missed. <laughs> well, he kind of did, but there was just like an X, and they said that wasn't good enough. <laughs> I like to think that he's putter in the pond now. It's almost like Excalibur. Where if, if you can pull it out of there, then you're like king of the course or something. The lady of the lake. <laughs> yeah. Take it back. But as with all appetites, uh, he, he loved a gamble too. Who uh, would have thought? <laughs> so one time, at uh, he, he second placed at the WGC, got 750 grand, uh, went to Vegas where he dumped all of it. He lost $1.65 million, <laughs> most of it on the slots. Jesus. On now, the right. slots! Exactly. If you go into game, why go there? Uh, here's the weird part, right? I know Vegas. You can set your odds on anything. He lost six hundred grand on the slots in thirty minutes. Hang on. He lost six hundred grand on the slots. Are you sure that's not a spelling mistake? <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I, I hope it wasn't the slots, because at least that's something. Um, well, I hope he's literally just lost it. It's like, fuck, where's the money gone? Shit. <laughs> uh, How do you feed we'll, that much money into a poker machine? We'll get to that. Cool. Um, during 04, the Target World Challenge, Daly's just completed the Wednesday Pro-Am with some friends, and he's having a beer, you know, as you do. Yeah. And this is when Tiger was pre-knocking uh, pre up a whole bunch of chicks. Yeah. Uh, he's at his peak of his powers. And so he sees Tiger Woods walk in wearing his full uh, gym gear, because yep. he's going to work out like he always does. And... Uh, Daly says to Tiger, Tiger, come have a beer with us, mate. <laughs> he, says, he says man, but, you know, I'll yeah. Aussie, Aussie fine him, because I, I think he's an adopted Aussie, just based yeah, on his Yeah, girth. he qualifies. Um, and Woods is like, no, no, I can't do that. That's my Tiger Woods. Because George Bush, uh, yeah, okay, keep going, keep We're going. over that. Um, and uh, Daly's like, man, you don't need to work out. You're, you're the best in the world. You need to come have a drink with us. And then Woods said, if I had your talent, I'd be doing the same thing you're doing. <laughs> which uh, you can take that one of two ways which is what yeah. I like about it you can either say if I had complete lack of talent I'd be getting pissed as well <laughs> or if I had your nat- natural ability I'd be able to drink and still have my uh, lifestyle uh, I, I think it's kind of more the latter I think so too otherwise but... it's just trash talk far beyond what I think Tiger Woods yeah. is capable of, capable of. Yeah. Tiger wishes he threw his clubs into the pond <laughs> we have a fucked up car um, and there's also all the other bits like in uh, 2008 Daly was playing a casual round just you know but you can't have a casual round when you're a pro there's always someone with a camera and whatnot. Yeah. and he decided the golf spikes were hurting his feet a bit so he just took them off and then it was quite a warm day so he took his shirt off and then he decided to take his pants off too played a round in his jocks because his balls, balls are hot balls are hot <laughs> <laughs> beast Daly um, <laughs> but uh, he, he did get suspended for that one in Australia not signing the card uh, but he also, in Australia, in 2008, saw uh, one of the punters with a camera, like one of those nice DSLRs that were just coming out at the time, yep. grabbed it off him, smashed against the tree and told him to fuck off. 
Uh, the thing was, he wasn't actually penalised because tournament organisers actually had a rule where they weren't allowed to bring cameras onto the grounds. Yeah, right. So he was just enforcing that rule. Yeah, yeah. he's so done well. He's trying yeah. to cash another check. Of course, Marshall. <laughs> I got a feeling for those um, tournaments as well, he was paid to come out to play. So he's one of those Would ones been, where yeah. first prize was 200 grand and his appearance fee was 300. You know, that yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. Which is pretty common, really. Yeah, it happens very a lot. common, yeah. Uh, the Greg Norman style it's like deal. Tiger Woods came out. That's yeah. literally the deal he had. Yeah. A couple <laughs> of blondes involved in that one, I think. But uh, Rachel, you can tell we're blonde, uh, brunette, uh, got done at Crown Tower. Like I actually. Say, yeah, I was th- there. that was the the time yeah. where it, yeah. uh, it all came out. Times. Yeah. I was supposed to deal with him, but then that happened, and he had to go. <laughs> oh, what a shame! Yeah. So it was your fault. Well, I mean, if you had uh, a major, he stayed there. Well, I was trying to get Rachel into my hotel room, but he's, <laughs> but uh, same year in '08, uh, he decided, fuck it, uh, I got away with uh, playing no shit before. He had a crack at it at Murder Rock Golf and Country Club, which was, uh, they'd actually named the course after him. Which is, Murder when you've got Rock. An, yeah, from Murder Rock to John Daly's Murder Rock. Oh, right. Oh, okay. All right. I thought like his name was Murder Rock or something. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. He skipped past that story. Yeah, he goes straight to the hip hop. <laughs> but uh, he's done the, the big country. He's, the local TV crew is watching him, and so he decided to get the gut out and just wave it at them. <laughs> uh, the truffle shuffle. Yeah. No shoes, no shirt, and... Uh, the, he got called out by the head of the PGA and uh, when he got that call to report he was his response was apparently I don't give a fuck yeah. <laughs> which is his response to a lot of shit to be honest yeah, I was going to say your sponsors know what they're signing up for yeah yeah. yeah. Um, but in 08 again uh, he was in Hooters at uh, Salem North Carolina which you know that's where you're going to find him if you're looking for him but uh, he decided to get a bit too into the beers uh, ended up passed out completely asshole drunk and the cops had to turn up and uh, they took a mugshot of him where he's not looking so great but uh, as again his response was I don't give a fuck yeah. uh, he played a 2013 round for charity in a pink tutu which uh, apparently the PGA took a dim view of as a professional golfer but again again well, it's, it's John I don't give a fuck um, every once in a while too the story comes out that he's actually died yeah yep, yep. which it's one of those ones where if you're riding for golf, you've got his obituary on, like... Yeah, it's ready to go. It's, yeah. it's set. Yeah. Um, Just fill in the dates and which hooters it was at. <laughs> pretty much. But his nicknames, uh, you were talking before about Murder Rock, but uh, he's actually got Wild Thing, which yeah, I still think that's just pissed off uh, Charlie Sheen. Cause, Charlie Sheen, I think. Name yeah. yeah, I think he started that in uh, Major, Major, League. Major League. Great movie. And yeah. Long John, which I reckon he probably that's, made that one himself. No, that's the one I remember. It was always Long John, wasn't it? Because he's uh, obviously murders the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Long John Daly. Um, he had a he had a story about he he won fifty five thousand bucks at the casino one time, which it's a good day. Even if you're pulling well, in million dollar fees or whatever, fifty five grand at the casino, you're walking out with more money than you walked in with for a start. Yeah, well, as you know, Brenton, a lot of people that win fifty five grand at the casino, it only takes them hundred grand to do it. Exactly. Usually, yeah. but anyway, yes, go on. But he's up. Uh, the problem is, he's. Uh, He's told the missus earlier that, uh, yeah, I'll be there soon. I'll be there soon. I'll be there soon. Yeah, I'm just leaving. I'll be there in a minute. Just leaving. She gets the shits and ends up uh, picking him up from the casino. Goes, I'm at the front. Come out now. He's 55 grand up. He's like, all right, fuck it. You know, it's a good day. I was aiming for the cool million, but uh, I uh, tragically got uh, pulled in short. Lived to fight another day. Yeah. But he gets in the car and... Look, you know, I, I know it's a stereotype that uh, when you're drunk and it's late night and you said you'd be home five hours earlier. And you're driving. <laughs> the, the wife who's just driven to pick you up in a 
uh, 90 or whatever, she might be a little upset. I think it's fair to say, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she went to town on him, like uh, decided to give him a couple of quick punches and he, he took it because, you know, he's pissed and he's up. So he's like, yeah. I'm gonna, can we stop Maccas on the way home? She's like, yeah, we're on board. Uh, but she was so upset with him, she kept uh, reminding him how upset he was and that he'd spent all that time and, you know, he, he thought because he made 55 grand out of it that it was okay. Yep. And she's like, I don't care about the money. So he's like, fuck it. Wine's window down, $55,000 out the window. Oh. He's like, you don't care about it? Do you care about it now? <laughs> Stra- strange enough, she did. Yeah. Quite no. upset about it, by all they, accounts. They'd just be honest with you. You know, <laughs> I mean, these things wouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> she's asking for it, really, wasn't she? <laughs> but then she's like, go get it. And he's like, fuck you, you go get it. He's like, if you want that money, you can go find it. Let me tell you something. You don't have a job, you're not working, I'm supporting you. I'm paying the bills. <laughs> now, I don't know what happened after that, but he's still alive. So he Barely. is Long John might not be just for the golfing, because if you can say that and still live to see morning, you've done fucking well. Well, it was a rookie mistake by his missus anyway. You get the silent <laughs> treatment on the ride home. Yeah. Like, I'm mad. Nope. Mm-mm. Uh, I've cooked you dinner, and then you rip into him in the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> in 2013, there was a funny one that happened too. Uh, BBC reporter mistakenly swapped his name for openly gay Brit- British Olympic diver Tom Daly, which. It can happen. It seems like... John Daly, Tom Daly. John Daly, Tom Daly. They're two common names, whatever. And uh, all of a sudden, everyone's just saying, well, John Daly's gay? (laughs) And there's about uh, 2,000 former Hooters waitresses who are like, no. What? (laughs) This does not add up at all. (laughs) So so he actually had to put hashtag, I'm not gay. (laughs) And he wrote on Twitter, not coming out of the closet because I haven't been in one. (laughs) <laughs> um, and he said besides with the wardrobe I have it'd be tough to get into those clubs <laughs> um, but yeah his other favourite trick was getting a 16 ounce cans of Coors Light and I'm assuming they sponsored him because it was always Coors Light yeah. and using it as a tea and still out driving anyone in the thing oh, that was his bet it was one okay. of those uh, what right. was the bloke you were talking about played uh, ping pong with a uh, fry pan and shit Amarillo Slim Amarillo Slim yeah that was his Amarillo Slim bet yep. it was like you can drive whatever you like with whatever you like I'll use this old fucking stick and a cause light can and out drive you and he would because he was a fucking monster which uh, I've never hit a ball off a beer can but I imagine it's not easy no I have, I have trouble hitting one off the ground so well this is true um <laughs> when they asked him has he ever played while drunk <laughs> <laughs> he was he was a little uh, reticent to comment but he said I never had any alcohol in the golf course that I remember <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those technically <laughs> correct. <Yes. laughs> Although I do remember one time in the LA Open, it was so slow, and I'd played the back nine first. I think I'm two or three over, so, you know, not having a great round. Um, I went into the locker room and down like five beers, and after that I shot 400 on the front nine. That's the only time I knew I ever drank during a round and played great. <laughs> the rest of them, I sort of gave up. It reminds me that there was, a, I think it was an NBA player who um, failed the drug... Um, uh, policy or whatever it was for marijuana yeah. which you know they've since got rid of but it was something like um, I knew I wasn't meant to smoke but I got high and then forgot I wasn't meant to get high <laughs> it was one of those guys was- I remember that um, but he's always one that's uh, willing to sort of have a look around the places that he visits Yeah. so he goes to South Africa during 2014 and strangely enough ends up face to face with a spitting cobra <laughs> Jesus Christ which I didn't even know cobras were in South Africa. Oh, I don't yeah. know enough, yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure they're not. So, um, for whatever reason, he's had one 
in the room he's been in, like in the uh, the safari style hotel. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, he actually whacked it with, with a putter, which yep. has been the most he's used the putter, Is and this... uh, probably not the first animal he's hit with it though. I reckon. Yeah, I mean, if there's a spitting cobra in your hotel, I reckon you. It's fair enough. You, oh, it's you... fair play. Yeah. Um, there was also another time when there was a in 2014 at the Humana Challenge. Uh, to get a par par three hole in one on the seventh hole, you could win a, a sixty thousand dollar Hyundai Equus. Oh, shit. Which Hyundai have sixty thousand dollar cars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that was the surprising part for me, and that's US. Um, but anyway, you know, you win a free car. It's yeah. pretty awesome. But uh, that then they realised it came off a mulligan. Now <laughs> I always oh. I always thought a mulligan was when you called it, but apparently not. Like apparently the mulligan can happen because your tee was like a tiny bit forward or oh, really? or the crowd wasn't quiet. It's one of those ones where you know, um like in tennis, when the the refs are uh, the umps calling quiet please and the yeah. player serves and they're like, No, 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 I said quiet please. You know, Let's you restart. Re, 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 rerun that yeah, one, yeah. Exactly that. So the the tournament referee has gone, No, 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 no. You they weren't ready. Yep. As in yeah. you you weren't ready, so I'm taking that ace off you. And he had to reshoot and didn't get the ace. Wow. wow. I'm surprised that official's still standing. <laughs> but how much would that suck? Well, I feel like it should be like when you get uh, a free kick, but they play on a kick goal. Goal, like, goal. Uh, you know what? Advantage. Yeah. <laughs> Pay advantage. Yeah. Yeah. One, like, of the most, one of the most recent ones, though, about him, um, he had a collapsed lung in the middle of a tournament, which you know can happen, and he does like a smoke. But uh, his comment was, I only smoked two backs a day. Not three, so I'll be all right. <laughs> and that's kind of uh, the epitome of old mate John Daly. And the funniest part is, he's still alive and he's still a very, very good golfer. Yeah, for now. I mean, on yeah. both of those counts. But yeah. the thing is, as he's getting older, he's getting looser. Yeah, of course he is, because now that's what makes him his money. He's not yeah, winning. Yeah, his kids old enough now, they don't give a fuck either. So. Yeah. But I remember saying, when he lost weight, the biggest problem was he used to rest his hands on his hips when he'd putt. Yeah, but he lost that weight, so it fucked up his putting game. <laughs> it, it ruined him. I yeah. remember darts players saying, you know, there was a couple of them who were big boys, and they said, "Yeah, but if I lose weight, it ch- takes me balance off, yeah. and I need to keep constant. If I put on weight, the same thing happens, but yeah. I just need to keep this constant uh, eighteen stone yeah. or whatever." It is. Yeah. I remember someone saying the same as a darts player with the pint. I said the pint would be like a counterbalance when they had it in their left hand was shooting with the right. <laughs> yeah, that was a long, long, yeah, long time. That's what he told his missus. <laughs> <laughs> they actually um they've banned drinking in darts tournaments on T V because of not the nine o'clock news, which is a um uh, sketch show right. that was on. And they did a piss take where it was um the bloke lining up for darts and just taking a shot. <laughs> and then lines up for a dart, half a pint. And lines up for a dart, double vodka, and they go uh, 54 milligrams of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they had banned it like yeah. really straight after that. But yeah, I would not be surprised if John Daly could play some darts too. Well, you yeah. spend enough time in pubs, surely. Why not? All right, that's our first loose unit of this off-season. I'm sure we'll have a few more. Um, and next week we'll have some uh, some more about the, the fixture, I'm sure, when it comes out. Yep. All right, yep. bye. Peace. Good luck. 